Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, November 18th, 2022. It's Pokemon Day, as all of you already know, if you're following the poll. It does seem that 79% of you did vote for, oh, Rick, are you okay, when asked who your starter Pokemon was going to be today. But that's all right. It's Casual Friday. We can do anything we want. Also, we have a stranger on our channel, as you could probably see if you're watching this stream. Rob, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, everyone. And I'm doing quite well. And now we have an answer to Britt's question. Britt asked a very, a very uh, question this morning, bright and early. Yeah. Uh, where was Rick? Is Hogue searching for the glasses, the hat, the sweatshirt? What could be keeping Hogue from his fans? It's Rob. Oh, no, it wasn't. Always. I was here three minutes early. Uh, the problem really is that our good friend Kat at NBC News wrote way more than I thought she did as I was skin skimming through the article that is part of our, our, our package of materials here today uh, for Casual Friday. But that's okay. That's all right. We'll get to that uh, after we hang out a little bit. Now that you know it's Pokemon, do you want Fue Coco, who's of course the fire starter, Sprigatito, the grass starter, or Quaxley, the adorable duck water starter? Rob, which is yours? This is why I always come here, because I just love being confused first thing in the morning. I wake <laughs> up, and I'm trying to, like, rub the sleep out of my eyes, have my coffee, and I'm going, Pokemon. I like fire. Fire starter. Fire, Fue Coco. All right. Half little tiny fire alligator, half apple. <laughs> cool. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it works for you. Now, you were telling me in the pre-show, what is this hat? This is a, this is a very colorful hat. That is, that's Mr. Wolf. That is the NC State Wolfpack Mr. Wolf. And you were telling and, me another fact about the NC State mascot that I didn't know. Yeah, the NC, NC State, our mascot are the only mascots uh, around right now that are that are actually a married couple. Mister and Mrs. Wolf is the mascot, the Wolf Pack. See, these are things I don't know. The Michigan Wolverine has never been married. Really, never had any good dates. You know, it is pretty reflective of Michigan as a school. Oh no, no, no. Hey, I love my, I love my school. Go blue. Uh, we got a super chat already. A, you guys have a big game coming up. <laughs> well, we have a big game next week. I, God help me if the Illinois game is a big game. Uh, oh God, I forgot. All right, what is what is Brit's full statement? I think it's like king of the king of the computer, uh, big man at the universe, big man of the universe, aka Brit. We'll work on this. Oh, yes, Brit uh, put it in a super chat yesterday that said uh, he was resentful. She was resentful of um, the. Uh, the way that I was giving Nine Inch Nails gal full credit for the NIN in her name. Um, so they demanded that I'd use the full title of them. And then I said, well, you'll have to put it in. You'll have to fit it in your profile. <clears throat> and this is this is what came out. So Loa S. Kadesi, Bemote You, a.k.a. Brit. Good morning to all the fantastic subjects of my multiverse. That must be what the M is. I grant you all an amazing day. Just maybe not today. Oh. <laughs> an amazing day at least at some point in the future i would like it to be next saturday not, not yeah, tomorrow next saturday would be a great day for an amazing day am i right buckeyes fans <laughs> i'm sure they're you're gonna get super chats go yeah oh they, they you know what i know After, they love it they love we're gonna that. be in the week next week if michigan and ohio state are undefeated going into that game i mean what could be better right what could be better? Lisa knows where it's at. She's a hoopy fruit who knows where a towel is. Go blue. Blue heart Excuse emoji. Me, what? You see, you can't do it again. I've already done this to you, Rob. I've already called you a hoopy fruit who knows where his towel is. 
I don't think he did. I think he called me something else. I don't think I've heard Hoopy Fruit Towel. <laughs> a Hoopy Fruit is a reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You'll have to check it out. Yes. Right? Okay. Nope. No, I know. No, I know. <laughs> yep. Brain. Amazing Blue Hearts. Thank you so much. Oh, what a morning already. We're just having fun, folks. I love Casual Friday. You never know what we're going to talk about at all. I got Rob picking out his starter Pokemon. He, this is fantastic. Callista asks the important questions here on Casual Friday. Which starter are you picking home? Well, little is Hoagling, who the Pokemon we have already purchased, pre-ordered, and is sitting on our Nintendo Switch, who it is for, right? She is, she is the one that has been announcing that Pokemon is coming this week, all week this week, has already locked up Quaxley, which, if you don't know, is a tiny little adorable Donald Duck-type Pokemon. Uh, so I'm actually inclined to go Rob's direction with Fue Coco. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a little tiny cartoon alligator that also looks like an apple. That's a Pokemon to me. Um, you know, Sprigatito, I, I, I'm often using the grass Pokemons, but uh, not in this time. Not not, not, the, not this time. So Quaxley and Fuecoco for Hogue House, I think. Uh, and I believe if you are, and he might still be streaming right now. I mean, you don't have to abandon the stream if you don't want. But David at Prototopics got up at 5 in the morning to start streaming Pokemon. And uh, while I was prepping Hangouts and Headlines, I was over. Are you kidding? No, no. You can, you can pull up the Prototopics channel right now. Uh, and watch it while you're on stream with me. Uh, he was playing Pokemon, uh, and he had picked Quaxley. He's a Quaxley main. Uh, so you can go pop into the chat there. Say hi to David at the same time. Uh, Pokemon is not a uh, is not a game with voice acting, so you could probably even play it in the background if you want to hang out with us on Casual Friday and watch whatever the heck I'm talking about here uh, from the poll. But, yeah, he's a Quaxley main. You can see the, the adorable little duck uh, on his channel. I think right now, I don't know if he already, like, turned it off. Uh, I don't know what his his time commitment for that stream was. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Douglas Adams. Hoopy Fruit, who knows where his towel is. I'm giving Rob a compliment. Hoopy Fruit is a compliment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Roll Tide, says Sarah. The tide has rolled for many a year. I'm going to disagree with year. Sarah. <laughs> I love the Sarahs, but. Roll Tide, off-season for us, I know, I know. But I will compare our rings to yours any day. I, see, I'm not. That's I'm not going to get all smack talky. Alabama's had a fantastic program. Nick Saban's an incredible yeah, coach. It's just not your year, which is nice to say for the rest of the country. I have to say, <laughs> Buckeyes are pirates, says Claude Simeon. Buckeyes are nuts. Like, not that's not a, a criticism of their mental capacity. It's an actually, it's, an it's an observation. It's an yeah, observation. It's a nut. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Hogue, do you have a holiday schedule for next week? Yeah, and I will reiterate this at the end when I kind of go over. We've got a Lawyers and Dragons tomorrow, season finale we're all excited about. Uh, but I am going to be doing Hangouts and Headlines for Monday and Tuesday. And then I will be taking Thanksgiving and Friday off. Uh, and since Lawyers and Dragons will be over, you'll actually – I will be off the internet for like three solid days, four solid days. Mm. It'll be crazy. It'll be crazy. I don't even know. I'm just going to be sitting in the corner streaming to a wall. Uh, I'm gonna man. do my own. I'm gonna do my own hangouts and headlines, and the headlines gonna be Hogue is off the internet for four days. Oh my god, it's crazy! It's crazy, right? Uh, so no, I think uh, that that's the current plan for the schedule is no Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, I don't. I don't want to get a divorce. Uh, and then the Friday after <laughs> Thanksgiving is uh, uh, is uh, just a between times, and so I think we'll be we'll be taking that off as well. So kind of an extended period. I think it's always nice to mark those kinds of occasions. I know not all of you are from the United States, but I've always enjoyed. Uh, Thanksgiving here. Uh, so I'll, I'll watch some Lions football 
I, I will watch a Thanksgiving Day parade. Uh, we will play it's, some board games. We will have some food. Um, I'd invite you all over, as I've said, but there's 500 of you already at 739 in the morning, and you just wouldn't fit in the foyer, really. If it's casual Friday, and because I see that, Sarah, in the chat, can I preview Glorious and Dragons? Oh, yeah. Preview whatever you like. It's casual okay, Friday. I need, I need two seconds. Okay, yeah. All right. We don't even know what he's going to get to preview. This is exciting, folks. While he's going and getting it, we will uh, <laughs> we will uh, continue with chat. I like Marley here. Whatever is the least popular is my favorite. I want to be the contrarian Pokemon trainer, right? Who doesn't pick Sprigatito? I'm going to go with Sprigatito. I have no idea which is going to be last. I can tell you which is going to be first. That's going to be Quaxley. Quaxley's design kind of jumps off the screen when you have the starters. Uh, so Quaxley's going to be the most picked. Uh, but yeah. I, I get being a contrarian. I love it. I'm a contrarian myself. All right. What is what is Rob Avier? Oh, my goodness. You have so many props, Rob. Look at that. A rainbow light-up sword. Called Thank you, that, Sarah. Oh, my goodness. Which Sarah sent that? It's that Sarah. Not the Sarah. Not this Sarah, but that Sarah. Okay, that's Sarah. I noticed this his live stream when I logged on this morning. We're David at Prototopics, and you're also sending rainbow swords to Rob. Yeah, so the, the text on the back, featuring a blade and hilt that light up when magic is near and fused with special glow powers to help drunken rogues locate their weapon in the dark, hand forged in the magical land of California. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, a light up sword probably is pretty useful for a drunken rogue. I think it probably is, but you know, it was, it was really just, it was funny because she, she had sent a picture because it got lost by the, by our good postal service and she had sent a picture so that I didn't feel like I had missed out on anything. And the picture was this really pretty photo of a light up sword. And when I get this package, I was like, this thing is, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's a full sword. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is Fantastic. awesome. Wait, we got a question for you, Rob, and I actually was going to ask you this too, and I haven't in DMs because I watched this game on Monday. Rob, how much did you cheer when the Commanders handed the Eagles their first loss? I laughed at the, my Bessie afterwards. Uh, I come on, it was a I'm, hilarious game. It was, it was hilarious. I will tell you this: <laughs> it was hilarious. It was, it was funny. And anytime you can, you can smite the the uh, dumpster pigeons from Philadelphia. You get, you love doing it. It's fantastic, but. Also, just the commanders, the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, limp along, and they do this to their fans every year. It's like they win a few, and it's like we give you a little bit of hope. You're not a terrible team. You can do this. And then they just lose everything else. You're like, oh. Well, I like to say we're in the portion of the season where the Lions try to make sure that they don't get a good draft pick. I think we've won three in a row. <laughs> Careful. You end up like the Dolphins. Yeah, no, it'll be like uh, the, the the lines will finish at something like six and eleven, something that's just just terrible. Never really in it, but also not good enough to get a really high draft pick. So there you go. Thanksgiving is the best holiday, says Live Grace. Enjoy your time of uh, enjoy your time of Rick. I think that's like time Rick, but yes, time of Rick sounds like uh -huh. a really cool. Sounds like a show title. What would that be about? We'd be doing like years, years in my life. Enjoy like quantum your leap. time of Rick. I about you. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, I love it. Time of Rick. Uh, but no, I, I love Thanksgiving. It's always been that time where uh, 
in my line of work, the transactions are going to come hard and heavy from Thanksgiving to the end of the year. So it's like that last breath of air. And uh, especially when I was in big law, uh, it was four days where for the most part, nobody was going to bother you. And that uh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, that's the opposite of my practice. This, this time of year is it just completely dies down. There is nothing that takes place because uh, being a practitioner in family law and bankruptcy, the last two things that people do during the holidays is separate and divorce. Good. I'm all for that. Great. Good. Make it through the holidays and then deal with finances. They wait till the first of the year to deal with finances. We like to just ignore financial problems until we make it through the holidays and then we deal with those. Unless you're FTX, in which case you just have financial <laughs> problems. Now, are you going to cover more FTX tonight, you think? Oh, my word, will I be covering more of it. The bankruptcy filings yesterday were... <laughs> I have, I've, been, I've been a bankruptcy practitioner for more than 10 years, and I've never seen a declaration get filed by a CEO that was so scathing to the to the <laughs> corporate structure for the entity that he was brought on to liquidate. Yeah, and as a little preview, I did not go through everything. I did see one of his statements that the uh, the what the the expense requests were approved by emoji through a Slack chat. It's like, oh, uh -huh. right. that's good financial controls. I uh -huh. love. It. And then the the parting shot was um, SBF does not presently speak. He's not employed, nor is he a member, nor does he speak on behalf of the company. Please yeah. ignore everything coming out of his mouth. I was like, oh my god. Well, that just verifies the tweets that I or the DMs that I thought could not be real. I, you know, I so at, before we even get started on any of the stuff we're looking at in today's headlines, do right on your calendar to check out Friday Night Frenzy tonight because uh, Rob is great at dissecting all this stuff. He sent us a bunch of materials behind the scenes, and he, but he also was nice enough to be like, I could translate some of this for you if you need because it's you know bankruptcy filings are just ridiculous everything related to banks really and uh anything related to finances has so many bells and whistles and so many little potholes and weirdness uh that you need somebody like rob to walk you through it on a frenzy on friday night i think uh so i don't know maybe i uh no i'm playing pokemon tonight rob sorry i'm already i'm already booked with my daughter so i watch from afar i'll have you on in my fair phone. fair <laughs> i was gonna say i'll come on it's like now maybe maybe after she goes to bed you're always on for until like two in the morning so that you're sleepy when you show up at Lawyers and Dragons, right? Hey, you know, Sleepy Rob tends to be pretty – you guys seem to like him, so we'll keep him around. Sleepy Rob's great. Lovely says, go Lions. We've had some wins, and it feels good. Yeah. I've had my lucky jersey on, and uh, St. Brown, uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Swift have been fun to watch. They're great. They're great. Hey, I have no problem rooting for the Lions. I just can't get emotionally invested in them. Because they're like Lucy in the football. They will just take it away. That's the, it's the same thing. Like the, the same. Hey, you've been in a Super Bowl, Washington fan. The Lions haven't won a playoff game in 35 years. <laughs> yeah, but then go from Super Bowl and watch the slow demise of your entire franchise brought down by one greedy, sniveling little P.O. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and currently uh, facing some potential legal charges, which is a fun aspect of that. Uh, yeah, but well. the house, dis the the someone was freaking out. The house disbanded their investigation of the NFL on this particular issue, and my friend was freaking out. I was like, "The house doesn't have power in this." Like, they like he already snubbed their subpoena first. Like, I'm more, I want to see the court thing. All right, Rob, you got anything on this one? 
R C J H. I see J H and I think Jim Harbaugh, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to think about this one, Katie. We're we're gonna we're gonna look at this one. Raucous children just have fun, but there's an F okay. at the end of that. Just it, just fun. It could be uh, uh, Rick's casual. Uh, I don't know. Junipers have hearts. Don't know. All right, we're gonna need some help on this. It's gonna be obvious to anybody in chat. They're gonna tell us exactly what it means. Uh, Did you say junipers have hearts? I don't know. Why not? I don't know. Every time you say juniper, I think gin. <laughs> uh, here's Brit, Lord of all he surveys, King of the cosmos, benevolent master <laughs> of the universe. California is a magical land. If the magic went crazy and created straight chaos, it's a Loki type <laughs> situation. True. It's a Loki type situation. I have family in California. I also know some crazy people in California. It's a big state. There's a lot of people there. Oh, God, <laughs> Simeon, radio controlled Jim Harbaugh. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Radio controlled Jim Harbaugh. That's a good, that's a good option. Oh, good rock, option. Chalk, rock Chalk Jayhawk. Ah. That's what it is. Okay. And that makes sense. Isn't Jayhawk uh, one no. word? Is it? Do they use the J and the H for Rock Chalk? It's, it's Kansas. I don't know. <laughs> If I recall correctly, Kansas is having a great year, I think. They are. They're, they're doing great. Like, honestly, I'm really happy for that program. Like, they were struggling for the longest time, and then this year they come out and they just lights out. Yeah, it's fun. Danny says, Rob, you should have told my parents that. They split in Halloween 2003, so I got to handle oh. that kind of trick-or-treating. It was fun. You know what? Sometimes, though, it's not it's not about pushing through the holiday because, to be honest, when situations exist that that family just dynamic can't exist in a happy place or in a safe place, then separation has to occur, uh, whether it's before Halloween, before the holidays. Um, yeah. Can you tell Rob's been through this conversation once or twice before? Quite a bit. And the number <laughs> of phone calls that I get during the holidays like the day before the holiday someone's not doing this someone disagrees with this and it's mm -hmm. i've always heard and, and read articles and things about the holidays being a particularly trying time for relationships is that your experience as well it very much is it, it very much is that's why i mean january tends to be and this is it's it's unfortunate to talk about but it's real life you know we talk yeah. about real life we're adults yeah. Um, january tends to be a time when my office gets a lot of phone calls people either because the they have this uh uh, New Year's commitment to basically shore up things in their life, begin mm -hmm. afresh, resolve issues that have been unresolved, or they've made it through the strain of the holidays. They promised they were going to make it through the strain of the holidays and that didn't do that. Or they just, they were like, we're going to buy all the toys with credit cards. And then when we come to January, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with our finances. January is a busy month for, for attorneys. Well, in my practice. Yeah. And, and, to me, it's it's kind of the reverse, right? Because yeah. people are trying to get their financial transactions on a corporate level done by that December thirty one date, yeah. um, and so there's like a there's a breath at Thanksgiving as like everybody steals themselves for what's going to be a, a run, a sprint, and then there's a breath in January. So there you go. Q one, no one cares, but Q four, <laughs> spend that money, baby. <laughs> Indeed. So Kelly, it sounds like you got the nail right on the head. It's uh, January is uh, is Rob's busy month. Um, January is busy, and then that leads to trials that go through through kind of the end of the year. 
That's how it can confirm that the glitter blade that you saw in Rob's hand gained more than three ounces in glitter and rhinestone weight during the forging process. How much three ounces of glitter is? It's it's a lot. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think this thing is awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Swords emoji, stars emoji, gems emoji, laughing emoji. Thank you, that, Sarah. It is very cool to see your handiwork. (laughs) Time of Rick could be a name for a perfume or aftershave. Yes. The time of Rick. Eternity. (laughs) Is it it trees of eternity? Time of Rick? Eternity. Yes. Smell like the trees that Rob imbibed. The time of Rick. Can confirm they did not smell very good because they made me they made me hallucinate. <laughs> Friday night frenzy is always fun. It is, isn't it? Such a such a playful show. I really enjoy it. That Sarah, is there enough golden rhinestones for nobody? It looks it looks good to me. That Sarah, uh, and you know I'm I've been doused in rhinestones and glitter and uh, well stomach acid for the entire adventure, so. Is it just me, chat, or is nobody kind of like a telenovela? Like, honestly, you know, you have one day where it's like, friends, and then the next day he's like, you were my brother. And it's, you just, you have these peaks and valleys, and you just sit there and stare, you're like, where are we going with this? (laughs) I think it's pretty clear that nobody has his friendly demeanor and attempts at positivity as a defense mechanism against some of the things that happened in his youth. I, I, I built my backstory before this campaign started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy, the game maker says, good morning from California. Speaking of magic, the magic of the the West Coast. Andy's mm-hmm. saying good morning very early in California. Good morning. Katie Andy. is explaining yourself. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Thank you so much. And congratulations on a delightful Kansas football season. We always like to see upstarts start breaking the, the, the big wigs. Well, as long as it's not us. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Awesome season for Kansas. Nobody is great. I just love that sentence. Nobody is a name was just my favorite thing all season. <laughs> it, was so, it led to some of the funniest lines, just like, oh. Nobody wants to be your friend forever. Oh, no, you missed you missed uh, Nicholas. I missed Nick. Yes, it, it, the, the stream yard went flying by. Uh, Nick says when companies decide to lay off before Christmas, is that that's the calls I dread the most. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that, that's rough, and obviously tech is having a field day here in November. We were just talking before the show about whether or not Twitter was going to break down. I tend to think people are are, are calling the sky falling a little bit uh, early, but certainly Elon Musk, um, he likes his toys, has his own <laughs> tactics. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm just here for it. I'm here to watch. That, I mean, I honestly thought when they started reporting that he had demanded like a fealty oath <laughs> uh, that that was, that had to be wrong. Uh, and then like more and more people reported that he asked essentially for them to accede to, I think it was being hardcore Twitter 2.0. Uh, and uh, it's like, well, yeah, apparently 75% didn't say yes, which doesn't actually make them fired because they're, they're calling it bluff really, but it's all very confusing <laughs> over at Twitter headquarters. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw Rob, there's like, People in San Francisco that are projecting messages out to Elon Musk on the wall of Twitter headquarters. Uh, no, but that's yeah. awesome. It's uh, it's anarchy. Anarchy is loosed upon the world. 
Dogs and cats living together. Hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> uh, Don says, cheers to a chill Friday in Pokemon. Scarlet Fuecoco. Thank you for having an answer, Don. Weekend after closing a deal that's been in the works for about 11 months. Good grief. Oh, my God, Don. Ooh. Oh, my God. I had one that closed after nine months. It was about nine months uh, this year. And towards the end, I, you, you get, and you probably have this the same way in litigation, Rob, but you, you get what we call deal fatigue, where it's like oh. you're just circling over the same stuff. Everybody's yeah. kind of being mean to each other. At some uh -huh. point, the parties don't realize why they're buying or selling. You've gone through cold feet 11 times, uh, and it's just not coming together fast enough. And you both blame each other for not getting whatever it is that you need. And my God, when you when you actually sign it, you get to send that email. It says, congrats, everybody. Woo, Don. Mm -hmm. You have, those, you, you have those, those conversations with your clients. Like, if you're going to talk about this again, just shut up and sit down. Like, I don't want to just I don't want to see your face. I know what you're I know your position. I'm going to go back in. How's that sleep feel, though? Is it the same as like when a trial is done, like the day after that deal? You see, I think that there isn't that kind of explosion of like adrenaline that I imagine you all get as litigators and actually go through the thing. A deal kind of crawls to the finish line because you're collecting signatures that whole last, I don't know, month, depending on what you're collecting. You're going through transfer agents, whatever it is. And so it's just kind of like, do we have everything? Uh, are you you're ready to wire the, the buttons ready? Uh, okay. Uh, we release our signature pages because you hold them in escrow and, uh, everybody says, oh yeah, well we release ours. I guess that's, that's it. it. You're good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, you're you're just like, good. okay. So it's, I don't think, I don't think I, at least me personally, I don't get that kind of like, uh, 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 and then rest. It's, it's kind of Jesus Christ. end, just end. The substance <laughs> has been decided. The substance was decided three months ago. You're like getting signatures. You can't get the landlord to consent oh, because ugh. he's in Jamaica. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of stuff. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like I like the the. It's like for me, it's like game day. It's it it's you're at peak. You you practice 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 practice. So that by the time you walk into that game and you're playing on game day, you're at your best possible performance. You put in as much as you need through overtime, whatever you do. Then after the game, you're really excited and amped. And then for about an hour after that, then you forget what your own name is. Mm -hmm. And you fall asleep. Nice. No, see, this is so deal transactions in my experience are the opposite of that. So all of that, all that action, which I would consider like the substantive debate about the language in the purchase agreement, say like the main agreement, like you're, you're fighting for your client and you're having rhetorical arguments and you're, you're, you're doing all that. Like that's a couple of days, four months before the closing, <laughs> you know, like that's, then you have to be like, all right, we have to draft some ancillary documents. Oh, the shareholder is refusing to do things. Oh, we have to have a call about that. And then it just crawls. crawls oh, that would just, that would, that would kill me. Don't, that would yeah, don't do me. what I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, like that's, and the thing is their specialties, like everyone's a little bit different. I can't yeah. do that. Oh yeah. No, look, I, I, I love transactions. I love feeling like I'm bringing things together and whatnot. I love fighting for my clients. I love being able to go and say, you know, my bill might be something you don't love, but that one point I, I, I won for you was worth $4 million. So I don't complain too much, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's having those kinds of effects of, of having value for your clients, but no man, the process. And, and usually they're smoother than that. Like I'm describing the one I did this year, which really just kept 
going. And I was actually talking to co-counsel and being like, I can't, I can't get this deal off my, you know, notepad. I keep a, I keep a notepad of like pending actions and things like that. And I was like, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get it done. I can't get it done. <laughs> and so much of it is, so much of it is dependent on other people doing things, right? Whether it's the other side or a third party or even your own client. Clients, I love them. I love providing value, but sometimes they do not do what they're supposed to do. Oftentimes, but yeah. You know what ADHD brains do when they can't get the thing off their notepad? I don't know. They started in a notepad, and then they started in a notepad, and then they started in a notepad, and then they started in a notepad. I do have the one sad one, but it's always a moment of grief where it's like, okay, I'm transferring to a new notepad. And it's like, oh, yeah, that one still that one still goes on the, the list. Yep, like, got to put when, that one back at the top. <laughs> when was the first entry of this? I think it was January. Yeah. So it's it, it's funny because people come into my space in, in virtual legality and say, you know, oh, can you believe this deal uh, approval is lasting so long for Microsoft buying Activision for $70 billion? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Regulators move at whatever pace they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, you know, you say, well, they have this 30 day timer. It's like, that's not real. That's not real because they say, well, we're, we can't hit that 30 days. And it's essentially like, you know, asking... Uh, Asking a girl you like in high school out and like trying to force the issue. She says, if I have to give you an answer now, it's no. It's like, if you push the regulators on this, you don't want to push the regulators on this. No, right? Let them so, do their thing. So it's like, uh, we're going to need a little bit more time. We're, we're not quite clear on this portion of your financial statements. You go, fantastic. Wonderful. So next week then? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you're, you're, just, you're just like, absolutely. Same discussion, same time next week. <laughs> yeah. No, we get it. We get it. You're busy people. Busy, busy people. Did you get that fruit basket? <laughs> yeah Wine? so Vodka? anything what yeah no no we can't can't do more than 50 dollars. we know your rules we get you yeah that's why it's 49.95 49.95 it's a fruit basket what oh. yeah so it's it's like uh yeah i understand why it's taking a year and a half to go through that entire process but it's funny transactions versus litigation it's always amusing because I think even even though you hear me talk about being a business lawyer so much in this space, people still come into my comments and be like, uh, they're trying to be nasty grounds. They're like, I bet you couldn't even win a trial. I'm like, you are right, sir. <laughs> I haven't been in a courtroom since law school. Points to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, Rob, you probably couldn't close a deal. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think we could. I, I think we could get you done. Financing uh, agreement? No, the, I, I'd walk out of there along. They would they would put all their balance sheets and everything on the table, and they would say, "This is what we want." I would say, "This is intimidating." There's the door. <laughs> uh, it's the same kind of. It's see, what's funny is at a foundational level, it's the same kind of deal. Because I'm talking to my clients, be like, "All right, we need to itemize what it is you're looking for out of the transaction. Let's get some bullet points. Let's talk about what your goals are, that kind of thing." But yeah. it is funny. Is funny. All right, that's Sarah. Rick, please thanks thank Mrs. Hoglaw for her consult on the glitter blade. Ah, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, my wife sometimes tells me she's having behind the scenes conversations about various projects of all sorts. So that's awesome, wonderful. I will let her know. I saw holiday tags that were being made yesterday. Oh, did you? Co-counsel sent me pictures of holiday tags. Oh, oh my goodness. All right then. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're about ready to talk about uh, Ms. Hurd here, but not quite. Don says the stupidest part, Hogue, is that this was an amendment. <laughs> oh, no. 11 months. 11 uh, months. We just needed to extend a master services agreement, but a massive client was contingent on closing it. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Oh, I will tell you this. Word. I can't give the details here, 
Uh, but I was negotiating a deal this year with a company we have discussed in the news that has gone through some tumult. Uh, and that tumult was massively distracting for what was a fairly simple kind of master services agreement vendor setup for one of my clients mm -hmm. that was providing software. Right. Can't and talk so, about it, but I know, I know, I know that this every time you bring up a certain topic that we have to dodge and don't talk about because you can't talk about it directly because you might or might not represent one of the parties or a connected party. Hey, you know, it's Gosh, life. I love lawyers. I love lawyers. <laughs> it's the life, but certainly. Uh, there's been a lot of companies that are of a large enough disposition. I feel that we're an, an anonymized enough here to have this conversation. They, they've been going through some stuff this year and they just weren't focused. And so every time it would be like you talk to opposing counsel uh, and they would like have forgotten <laughs> what, what it was they asked for, what it was the deal does, what it was the software that they're buying does. And it's like, OK, I get it. You guys are having a rough year. Uh, but can we get this done? Because my client kind of needs to keep the lights on and you're one of its major <laughs> Uh, monetary sources. Uh, oh my goodness, Mrs. Hoglaw says available for crafty consults. Good. Hey. I need. I'm going to need help with the woobles. Learn to crochet. Feed Fred the dinosaur. Looks a little like Fred. a dino. Fred. All right. <laughs> Did said company just lose a Chinese contract by any chance? You know, I actually can't say on that. I know who you're talking about, but I do have to not identify these people. I, he has to, he actually has, <laughs> we're teasing him, but he actually has to not identify people. But suffice it to say, it was a long process and, and it's been that way this year. I, Folks, I'm, I'm, I'm at the front lines of watching the economy, you know, buckle up. I, I, I'm not trying to be a doomsayer here on Casual Friday. Just, just, just be ready. It's, it's, uh, it's getting fun out there. And on that note, where is the most fun, right? Where do we have the most fun? It's time to journey back into the world of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, because obviously a lot of you came to this channel from that. We came to Hangouts and Headlines a little bit from that. Uh, we were talking about the media and how they were dealing with what we were seeing on a day-to-day -day basis. That led into the creation of Hangouts in May. Can you believe it? It's six months now of Hangouts and Headlines. I can I can scarcely believe it. And it's pretty wild. We're, we're back now with a doubling down on, on Amber Heard. If you guys haven't seen this story, uh, this is essentially what they call an open letter. It's a statement made to the public from a number of groups uh, and a number of individuals that are signatory to it. Uh, a couple of places we'll see CAD at NBC News refer to this as feminist groups. I think that's probably largely uh, a good description for what we'll see as the signatories here. But there are other types of groups as well. And they want you to know that experts support Amber Heard. Now, since this is headlines, Rob, I have to point out this headline. <laughs> yes. Well, quote unquote, the, here's the problem, right? The headline says experts support Amber Heard, which as an English reader implies mm -hmm. that all experts support Amber Heard. It, 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 it has that all come with it. The experts support Amber Heard. Well, we know that isn't true. Uh, we know that it's only certain experts. We also lack a little bit of information in this headline which is experts in what experts Rick, in testimony experts. Rick, you in have, you have specific expertise in, in gaming and gaming nomenclature and uh, mergers and acquisitions. Correct. I do. I have expertise in a number of areas. <clears throat> I do. So technically you could be an expert that supports somebody. I that do. Has a, a topic and subject matter that has nothing to do with your field of expertise. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I don't 
support Amber Heard. Now, in fairness, we're going to talk about this a little bit. We've got some articles to go through about supporting someone. Um, I always like some of the answers that I heard from my colleagues when we were talking about this back in April, May, and June. And that is, you know, we, we support the process. We, we support the crucible of truth. We support, uh, you know, the competing sides, the adversarial system, uh, and, and trying to get to the heart of the matter more than anything else. I certainly came into following Deputy Heard basically naked in the moonlight. Uh, I had no information. I had no preconceptions. Actually, if I am being fully honest, I knew enough about what uh, Mr. Depp was accused of to be leaning towards uh, believing Amber Heard sitting there before the trial starts, right? Saying, well, mm-hmm. it's a real heinous thing to lie about these. So I can't honestly think that that's what happened to start out with. And then I watched the trial, which is what a person does if they're interested <laughs> in finding out what happened in the situation. And I'm just not sure everybody did. I, I just, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm an optimist by nature. I'm just not sure some of the people that write what we're about to read actually did. We'll see. All right, let's talk about it. You can see I did some highlighting. Just a bit, (laughs) Rick. Holy crap. Well, in fairness, it's three paragraphs. So you can highlight at this level of density if it's only a three-paragraph letter. And the website is back up, I see. Well, I think it was pulled down from uh, like an Instagram Instagram post. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll talk about that as well because we have some Dauber tweets that I wanted to talk about with you. Um, So an open letter in support of Amber Heard. Five months ago, wow, time flies, doesn't it? The verdict in the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard deeply concerned many professionals in the fields of intimate partner and sexual violence. Now, pause as we do here. There's only one way that an open letter in support of Amber Heard can go. And there's only one reason to be deeply concerned about the verdict. And that is if you think it is flatly wrong. Now, understand how the process works. This verdict was decided upon uh, by a unanimous group of Virginians. We have a Virginian with us on our stream today. Uh, And they observed everything that we observed following the trial. And while I can certainly get behind a notion that the judicial process isn't always perfect and that there are certainly some verdicts that I think are wrongly decided, et cetera, et cetera. Um, What you won't see here so specifically is we believe Amber, right? We support Amber Heard is what's going to be the message in this, in this letter. And there isn't really, except for subtext, this notion that uh, they're going to fight for the truthfulness of the matter asserted. Uh, well, the, but but that, left, that left it open for everyone to go out and the hardcore fans to make yeah. that second leap. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what it's designed to do. And I think most of these people probably are uh, of, of, the, of, of the type to say, you know, they, they don't think Amber Heard is lying, which, which is fine. You know, you're allowed to have your own positions on this stuff. Uh, but you do have to give some credence to the process, usually, usually. Uh, But we can see now that the expertise in general is considered professionals in the fields of intimate partner and sexual violence. When we see the signatories, that won't necessarily be clear. We'll also see CAD at NBC News describe them wrongly uh, as survivors of uh, sexual violence and, and or intimate partner violence. And so that's already kind of muddying the waters. There's mud all over these waters. and, And this is part of that. You won't see. You won't see the actual silver bullet. You won't see the we stand for X, Y, and Z. You see this kind of thing, kind of a passive voice 
Five months ago, we were deeply concerned. Why? <laughs> As many, and this is interesting. This is the only link in the letter. In in uh, uh, for many, <laughs> did, did Weva quit and protest after this article? I didn't use Weva on this. That's right. I like the question though. I'm not gonna <laughs> sully. I'm not gonna sully the Wolfpack hat with this article. Oh my goodness! You changed. You changed hat. <sighs> I did. As many, including A.O. Scott for the New York Times, have noted, the vilification of Ms. Heard and ongoing online harassment of her and those who have voiced support for her have been unprecedented in both vitriol and scale. Now, now this is interesting. This paragraph, we're going to look at this New York Times article because I didn't see this in the first run. So we got some fun stuff to go into. Um, if you look at these two sentences, they're talking about different things. So the first sentence is about the verdict, the case, the trial. Right. Mm -hmm. We were disappointed in the verdict. The second is about vilification and ongoing online harassment. I'm never in favor of harassment, but in terms of vilification, to the extent that you think Ms. Heard lied about these super heinous things, and I think there's reason to believe that she did after watching all of the trial, that is the type of behavior that is vilifiable. Right. Yeah. You don't have to go crazy with it. You don't have to make threats. You don't have to you know, do those kinds of things. But it is the kind of act you can judge a person's behavior and say that if that's a lie, that's heinous. That has mm -hmm. to be shunned and shamed. That, that, that cannot be something that goes without vilification. So they've kind of already stolen a rhetorical base in two sentences. Folks, that is hard to do. Uh, they, they've, they've tied the trial to this kind of more amorphous online harassment. And then note the second base that they've stolen. They're all the way on third here. Of her, sure, this is in support of Amber Heard. But is it not also in support of themselves? Did, did they write a letter? Stop yelling at me. Is that, is that really what this is about? Did they actually they put a letter where they're mad at people tweeting at them? Is, mm -hmm. is, that, is that this paragraph? They did. And and Ms. Dauber's responses, the limited ones that I did see, make it pretty clear that that was, that was her main takeaway. Uh, we've got some Dauber stuff coming up. So that's good. That's, that's, a good, that's a good preview. Now, this A.O. Scott article, which is the one that these folks deigned to link, so, so we feel justified in going to check it out, is um, ridiculous. <laughs> so we're not going to go into this as deeply as if this were like the, the, the main article for Hangouts and Headlines. But you see the actual mal malice of the Johnny Depp trial. So you're using some legal language here. Uh, in the way that it's traditionally used, as Elaine believes it's used, but that's all right. Uh, that's uh, that 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 came up in the appeals uh, of the Johnny Depp trial is about is about men, right? <clears throat> Why did Depp, who had already lost a similar case in Britain, insist on going back to court even before the verdict in came in? Depp had already won. What had looked to many like a clear cut case of domestic violence had devolved into a both sides melodrama, right? Life is complicated. Maybe they were both abusive. Who really knows what happened? The convention of courtroom journalism is to make a scruple of indeterminacy. It's not a sentence that actually means anything. And so we find ourselves in the familiar land of he said, she said. But we should know by now that the symmetry implied by that phrase is an ideological fiction. Oh, and you little sack of... Mm. I'm happy to have you on this one, Rob. That women who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault have a much harder time being listened to than their assailants. I don't mean that women always tell the truth, that men are always guilty as charged, or that due process isn't the bedrock of justice, but Depp Heard wasn't a criminal trial. It was a civil action intended to measure the reputational harm each one claimed the other had done, which means that it rested less on facts than on sympathies. Folks, 
Like Mark Hamill in The Last Jedi, virtually every single thing that that paragraph says is wrong. <laughs> By we the time are all you're now talking, dumber for having read that. <laughs> there you go. What is that? Is that uh, Happy Gilmore or uh, yep. Billy Madison? May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. A civil action intended to measure the reputational harm each one claimed on the other side of done. No, that's an aspect of a civil action. That's the damages component. We saw them fight about whether Amber Heard was, you know, as big as uh, what Chris Pine uh, and Jason Momoa uh, and uh, some other folks. Uh, she is not. Uh, but the overall concept of a civil action is still proving the elements of uh, whatever you're accused of. In, in the case of defamation, that you lie. The last, the last sentence, the last sentence. I don't want to read it. You uh... Right. And then saying that the civil action rests less on facts than on sympathies when you're it, writing an article designed to emotionally provoke the reader well, is quite the hypocritical take. It's not even that. The entire trial was on the determination of whether what was said was factually accurate or not. It is a defamation trial. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. That was the entire point of the trial. Yep. And so this is what you they don't to. deserve to be writing journal. You're not a journalist. Remember, You're we're an opinionated ri Jack. <laughs> we're writing this. It's casual Friday. You can get away with one of those, Rob. <laughs> it is. It, remember, this is what they linked. This is what they chose to send people to uh, in that regard. Now, in that regard, Depp possessed distinct, dis uh, distinct advantages. Check this one out. This is just sub. Uh, this is just subjective. But he isn't a bad, better actor than Heard. You went out there with that. All right. You make your choices. But her conduct on the stand was more harshly criticized in no small part because he's a more familiar performer, a bigger star who has dwelled for much longer in the glow of public approbation. You're all Depp fans. Is you his credibility right? sufficiently restored that we can go back to less? So terrible. Yeah, you're all Depp fans. Did you not? You didn't know this? All and that entire Virginia jury, just Depp fans, just huge Pirates of the Caribbean fans. Here's some pictures of Johnny Depp. Do you know Johnny Depp? He's this guy. Look at him. Crazy. In his testimony, Depp copped to some bad stuff, but this too was a play for sympathy of a piece with the charm and courtliness he was at pains to display. Yes, behavior is a part of the trial process. I thought Rottenborn's cross of him was great. I mean, it yeah. made him admit a lot of nasty stuff. When that cross was done, I was looking at him and going, Okay, good cross. That's not, that's a lot of stuff that you don't like to hear. Rick, I remember seeing your face when that cross was done. It was like, holy smokes. Well, that's the thing. And I say this to people, and I, I, sometimes commenters get mad, but I think they understand where I'm coming from. I'm not a Johnny Depp supporter. I don't really like what I heard about that lifestyle. It's not what I would choose to do, but I am a supporter of did he do these horrible things? Right. I am a supporter of trying to figure out the, the truth and whether or not somebody is lying. Now, Rob, get ready to really be mad. You might have, you might need a third hat. The audience was primed to accept him as flawed, vulnerable human and to view her as monstrous because he's a man. Celebrity and masculinity confer mutually reinforcing advantages. Famous men get to be that way partly because they represent what other men aspire to be. Anyone who objects is guilty of wokeness or gender treason or actual malice. What? See, you're not even using this right, my man. <laughs> of course, there are exceptions. Certain prominent men got in trouble. We all remember Matt Lauer, Harvey Weinstein, 
but a few years later, it seems more likely that they were sacrificed not to end a system of entitlement, but to preserve it. Remember, folks, <clears throat> this is a big screed about like the nature of the world, but this is about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard as your jumping off point. Nowhere in this article does it actually even posit the possibility that Amber Heard is lying. And that's what is always skipped in these articles. It's like, are we allowed to think she's lying? It doesn't sound to me from half of these that you, you're allowed. Now, this is right after the, the verdict is placed. This is when the worst of the articles were coming out. This is when I was doing Hangouts and Headlines on this for like two solid weeks. Um, so it's possible that this author changed his mind as we've seen the herd team operate. But I don't I don't know. This certainly got linked uh, to, to them. And you just get all of this. Misogyny isn't the subtext of American political rage and social dysfunction. It's the plain text. Depp's victory is also theirs, the Gamergators. Yeah, drink for Gamergate, folks. I don't know why we see it so much in this, these articles, but there you go. The TikTok hordes, Depp's victory is theirs, the rage of men whose grievances are inchoate and inexhaustible, right? Not all men, though. You can just evaluate things, but no. Let's at least be clear about what it means. It means we value the comfort and self-regard of men more than we value the safety and dignity of women, even famous ones. Not not addressing any of the actual facts of the case, right? So that's what they link to as part of their first paragraph about whether or not <clears throat> there's a problem with Amber Heard, right? That's uh -huh. that's what we're going on. And it's it's almost too much just from there. But we got more paragraphs, people. It's casual oh. Friday. Get excited. Mm. <laughs> I got a casual chat, Rob. How are you feeling so far? You, you, you glad you came on casual Friday? <clears throat> I don't like opinion journalists that just write an un unchallenged opinion out into the ether. It's like everything there had lack of foundation. It was completely uncorroborated. You're writing it like it's the truth. Oh, you jack. Hey, buddy. I, I, I like I like uh, uh, someone in chat. It went by too fast. It was like, they just put in Gamergate as an Easter egg for you, Hogue. They know you're reading. It's like, there you go. People like to send me Gamergate stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. All right. Yeah. Now. We talked about the verdict to begin with, but we're off the verdict. We're talking about harassment. And, okay, it's, a, harassment. and it's a good okay, rhetorical good. thing to do because uh, all reasonable people can agree that there's too much harassment on the internet. We don't like harassment. Fair. Um, Got we, it. We, we don't like that. So you start with trying to hit the reasonable folks. But what was the harassment fueled by? Disinformation, misogyny, biphobia, which I don't really recognize, but I Wait, assume it's I think it's bisexuality phobia. I believe. I think in reference in reference to her because yeah. we were critical. Yeah, because I think she um, she had a female partner before Johnny Depp, right? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the phobia we have, Rob. We don't remember the details on this stuff. <laughs> okay. And a, and a monetized social media environment. Remember, this is the Taylor Lorenz cat ten bar joint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where a woman's allegations of domestic violence and sexual assault were mocked for entertainment. Now, here's nope. the thing, folks. <clears throat> there is at least a kernel of truth in certain portions of what was presented about this case. And they know that. And this is rhetorically effective. We can grant them that. But it also has the tendency to take everything that was said and make it this label. And that's the yes. problem. This is what Taylor does. This is what Kat does. This is what this letter does, right? Experts are telling you now that... They're only going so far as to say much of the harassment. They're not coming straight at hangouts and headlines or anything like that. Uh, but much of the harassment was about all these things, which is implyingly saying in a letter like this that basically you can read it as all of it. 
Uh, and that causes a problem for, you know, Rob and me and others who try to treat it sensitively and talk through these issues and sit there and try to take, you know, Amber Heard on uh, on her face uh, and evaluate what she has to say when she comes into her testimony. And, and this is where I think most people get really upset because this sounds for all the world. If you feel like you're a reasoned person that watched this case, has opinions on it, that you are either a sucker for disinformation, you're a misogynist or biphobic. Or you are just a sucker to the tech platforms and YouTube helped monetize uh, all of these various things. Now, I'll tell you this. YouTube definitely likes the terms Depp and Heard right now. I'm just going to be honest there. If I put Depp or Heard in the title, more of you are going to come. YouTube's going to push it out to more people. But I also say this. YouTube doesn't know what I'm going to say on these things. No. YouTube doesn't know that I'm going to say uh, pro or anti anybody when we're having these conversations. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm a terribly outraged based channel. I'm not, I'm not the kind that is going out there with harassment. Reasonable minds can differ. Get the patch in the store. Co-counsel added that to the store. RMCD, uh, put that on your jackets. Uh, but um, it's, it's interesting to see, again, this kind of doubling, tripling, quadrupling up on the platforms are to blame for people having opinions on this case. Uh, and I think I think that's a real problem, but it's also one of the reasons why we're going to see it adopted by the masthead media. Rob, you have anything to add on that? I'm mad because the, this is the reason why I keep coming out and talking. Like, if you want me to stop talking about this stuff, then stop making me clarify that other victims don't need to listen to this crap. Like, just stop making me make that clarification. If you want me to stop talking about this, if you want me to stop going after all these different things that are just foundationally flawed then stop running out there with these headlines because every time you do i have to come out and clarify that every victim should have their opportunity to tell their story and that their story is enough and that they're no they will not be dis disbelieved and know the system while the system has flaws you have to trust it because we can get you assistance because we can help no don't listen to these headlines if you've got something going on in your life that requires you to actually seek protection, seek protection. Every time one of these headlines comes out, I have to come out and do that because I'm yeah. tired of people feeling this way. Yeah, because the, the one thing these messages come out there and and suggest, this is a really interesting letter because they aren't actually willing to go into that kind of full-throated defense. Neither does their linked article, by the way. There are plenty of articles they could have chosen that say, you know, Amber Heard is a truth teller. She was put upon by all these things. They're, they're picking specifically articles that kind of avoid it in the same way that they're doing, which is like, let's just talk about the whole system. Let's imply that that means that it's out of order. But we're not actually going to talk about some of the craziness we actually heard in that trial because it, anybody that gets like the full details of either the tapes uh, or the testimony goes, oh, she she doesn't she doesn't sound like a, a truth teller. I'm going to just be honest. Uh, with, with, with y'all. And so they're being very careful about this. But yeah, I can appreciate that, Rob. And I also want to say I'm, I'm seeing some of the stories in chat go by, folks, uh, <clears throat> people that have been affected by these things as well. And, and, and you know, look at the trial and, and see it uh, as I see it with, with Amber Heard lying about these various things. I, I see them all. Um, I, I appreciate y'all and I appreciate your stories. Thank you for sharing them in the chat. Um, it sucks, right? It sucks. That's why Rob goes out there and says these things is that you're being told by these folks that, you know, you can't possibly get, you know, uh, redress in the system. Uh, and it's not the case. It, it, it's not the case. It, for most people that watched every bit of this, it looks like the system worked uh, on this. Uh, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see we'll see what the appeals do. Amber Heard's mm -hmm. team still owes us a brief pretty soon, uh, which will be really interesting to go through. Uh, but we'll see. 
let's continue on with this open letter because we got so much more to do. And uh, oh, I, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's keep, uh, let's roll. Let's roll, baby. Yes. So um, the same disinformation and victim blaming tropes are now being used against others who have alleged abuse. Now, this is your lack of foundation that Rob talked about. And I have no doubt that somewhere on earth uh, that this kind of thing uh, could be done. But one, it makes you assume that there's disinformation and victim blaming. And then two, it makes you assume uh, that that's uh, being applied in a case where it shouldn't be when we have no other things to go on uh, on top of this. So there, this is what we would call an appeal to authority, right? So they, they say that they're experts. They say that we're professionals in the fields here that would relate to this. And then we assert something. And then we depend on you to accept that because we're experts. Not saying they're wrong. I'm, I am saying that appeal to authority is a logical fallacy for a reason. Uh, you don't just listen to people because of the certificate on their wall. Uh, you can absolutely be convinced by someone with a certificate on their wall, but you don't listen to them because of that. Uh, and that's what this second paragraph ultimately becomes. Now we get an opinion statement. In our opinion, the Depp v. Heard verdict and continued discourse around it, note how they continue to drag that in. They're not willing to commit to the verdict. Indicate a fundamental misunderstanding of intimate partner and sexual violence and how survivors respond to it. So here's, here's your assumption. I'm sure we can all see the assumption in this sentence. Uh, but when you use survivors in this terminology to talk about Amber Heard, say we're in support of Amber Heard, you say Amber Heard's a survivor. When ultimately what the jury found was that she was not. That she didn't survive any of the things that she actually said. She found They found her to be defaming with the overall notion that Johnny Depp was a domestic abuser. You don't have to agree with that, but you have to have a more nuanced kind of approach to this because there's a finding in court that says that this didn't happen. Uh, and so I don't mind an open letter that much like Rob says, says, well, just, you know, that's a specific set of facts and circumstances. Don't think that it means everything for everybody. Um, don't mean that if you're a woman that you can't come forward. Doesn't mean if you're a man, you're going to get the win. Uh, everybody needs to go through and, and have their truth examined uh, in these kinds of circumstances. But what they're really against, Rob, as we'll see, is the court system being involved at all. The damaging consequences of the spread of this misinformation are incalculable, which I did. I did notice. I love it when they just put sentences like this that you can that you can quote out because it, it does it does lend to, oh, the, this information, the, the information in the open letter. It's just hyperbolic because you're sitting there going incalculable. So, if they're incalculable, is it incalculably small, incalculably large? You're not telling us what the damages are how they are, how they exist, where they exist, because you're just using that phrase incalculable. Yeah. Well, and they're not referring specifically to misinformation in the prior sentence. So what do they mean by this misinformation? All right. Know. Are they talking about their own letter? You can have fun with that if you're so inclined. We have grave concerns about the rising misuse of defamation suits to threaten and silence survivors. Now, again, this is implied to mean it is the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case. It's the Amber Heard open letter, but it's as I said from my YouTube experiences, Amber Heard's good for SEO. They know this, all right? Johnny Depp is good for SEO. Referencing Depp v. Heard, good for SEO. They want this scene. They want this covered in NBC. This is more of a passive voice kind of statement. Did Johnny Depp misuse a defamation suit against Amber Heard? I think, I think, this, is, I think this is aimed at a specific case in general. Not with any leading actresses from Westworld. Obviously no. not. No musicians that sing controversial music or make controversial statements. No musicians, no Westworld actresses. No. Nope. 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 Definitely not. Yeah. So you can see here uh, again, this notion, 
here, here's the here's the fundamental struggle here. Let's say that we just all knew. Let's say we had perfect information. We're all God kings on this universe of ours. We're Brit, right? <laughs> and as Brit, we look on from, from on high and we know that this person is lying. Is the person that is being lied against allowed to use the legal system? It would seem that the legal system sits out there to handle these kinds of circumstances. Are they allowed to use it at all? Because one of the arguments we're getting into here at the tail end of 2022 is that there seems to be a large group of people that thinks bringing a defamation suit uh, in these circumstances is completely out of bounds. Completely yeah. out of bounds. And that's, and that's the point they're making in this entire article. Every part of this basically says if you are accused as having done some of the most heinous things in the world, that accusation must stand. You must wear that label. And you can go out and say, I didn't do these things, but you cannot sue for any recourse as to damage that might have done to your reputation. Which because seems you like it can't it. be the answer, right? That can't be. That can't be right. I mean, let's just flip the genders. You would absolutely defend Amber Heard suing the crap out of Johnny Depp, wouldn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if, if, if it's just it's ridiculous, you have to be, you have to accept that label. If you don't accept that label, you are all of the ists. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's just that yeah, that can't be the case. And and they, they give themselves a tautological uh, kind of statement. Nobody can disagree with being against misuse of the legal system. Right. So you assume it in your premise and then you can't actually disagree with this sentence. We're not against misuse. Rob and I both agree. Misuse is bad. Ooh, now we yeah. have a definitional problem. Yeah. <laughs> because and you're implying this is misuse. And I have a problem with that because at the end of the day, one thing that the jury verdict does suggest is that you didn't misuse the legal system, right? No. You get to the end and you win. It's like, well, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to believe that that was a misuse. A, a win in, in the amount of $10 million. It's not, it's not like they gave him a Pyrrhic victory. They didn't give him like, hey, here's a dollar. No, and I think the jury tried to give him 15, didn't they? I can't remember <laughs> they what they did. Actual... They really did. Yeah, and, and he winds up with 10 and change. Uh, but yeah. So, and then they finish with, we condemn the public shaming of Amber Heard and join in support of her. Again, I'm against harassment. I'm against threats. I'm against nasty grams. I'm against that kind of stuff. Don't do it. I don't think it advances your rhetorical position, but public shaming. If, if she is the face of lying in these situations and, and costing her partner whose gender, I don't care about, by the way, when we discuss this, uh, and and costing that partner reputational damage, uh, and these these things are lies. I, I think that's that's an appropriate place to shame. That's an appropriate place for society to say this is not acceptable. Um, it's just yeah, because it's too much, too high a cost, too high a cost of liberty, too high a cost of you know the pursuit of happiness and everything in between uh, to allow those kinds of things to go uh, unchallenged. Uh, and uh, it's. I, this is all kind of implied that they just simply believe Amber Heard, but like it's a very short letter. They support her against public shaming. We support the ability of all to report intimate partner and sexual violence free of harassment and intimidation. Who disagrees with that notion? You're absolutely allowed to report. Go report. So the funny thing is, let's say the jury comes out and, and the jury says Amber Heard did not defame Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp defamed Amber Heard. And everything that Johnny Depp said while on the stand was said to be a lie grumpy on the bed all of it yep and let's say that people were going out there and harassing johnny depp for all of these things for this entire year would this organization come out and defend him no 
No, and you can see the organizations that signed this letter. You've got uh, the Women's March. You've got Ms., which I think is a magazine. Probably not an expert on uh, these various things, but that's fine. I don't recognize all these groups. I apologize. Uh, but you do see mm -hmm. a general kind of uh, feminist bent here, which is fine. Um, I have no problem with that. I, no. I, I find it interesting that there's a lot of international organizations commenting on uh, American jurisprudence. What was the Virginia one? Scroll up one second. It was the Virginia okay. National Organization. The Virginia where, where National Organization for Women. <laughs> Bottom left there. Virginia, Bottom left. Uh, it's the Virginia chapter of now. Okay. Um, it's a Virginia chapter for now. You've got like know your Title Nine. Um, you've got uh, Women's Law Center. You've got this is this, this is interesting branding. Crum Miller, the feminist litigation firm. I'm not sure what feminist litigation looks like. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I don't. Hey, you, you, you're looking for branding. I don't have an issue with it, but it's like I don't, I'm I'm curious. You, generally speaking, we don't perform our legal services from a political bent. Uh, but you know who knows. <laughs> um, you know, you've got uh, what you've got. You've got mom. You got the Mary Sue, the which is a blog. Again, if this is this is what's funny when you go with like experts. Uh, it's like okay, um, all of these people are fully in their rights to sign this. That, that's that's a blog. They are, and I am not criticizing the work that these these organizations do because I do recognize a few of these names. Yep. I'm not criticizing the work they do on the ground to help victims. Fantastic, keep doing that work. I am not criticizing that work. Just when you're going out there with this stuff, don't make don't make one person, don't make one set of facts the exemplar for every single situation that people are going through. Stop doing that, please. It is not and uh, all these professors. You know what's funny about all these professors of law? Of professors. All the professors of law. How many cases have you dealt with? Like seeing them on the ground. How many cases have you actually seen and actually looked at? where you've talked to the victim, talked to the person accused, where you've actually gone through the evidence. How many of them have you actually tried in court? Unless you have done any of that, I would respectfully suggest that you take this whole, this example applies to the whole world of this entire issue and just get it out of your mouth and stop talking about it. Because every single situation like this is so absolutely unique to the facts on the ground in that dynamic. Interpartner violence is so very specific to the partnership that exists that foments that violence. Well, with that, as Rob slowly bubbles over, we're going to hit some super chats and then we're going to take some tweets from Ms. Dauber, who loves Twitter. So we'll be we'll be right back after some super chats on this. Let's hit a few. <laughs> Andy, the game maker. Rob calls me asking for my expertise. It's usually around 2 a.m. Always, always. All right. Yes. Expertise. It's all the hours are off. I don't think oh, Rob Andy. sleeps. I also don't think Ian sleeps. I don't I, know about Alita. We got lots Andy, of people oh, yeah. Man, behind the ahead. scenes. I have no idea what the sleeping hours are. Coral, I consider myself a feminist. That letter does not represent my thoughts or feelings about the matter at all, nor even close. Just saying. Yeah, I, 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 I that's one of the breaks that I think that the, especially this class of people that are signatories to this letter are having an issue with. They they have you as a uh, philosophical traitor to the cause and they're they're struggling with that as well when they try to make these kind of public pronouncements. Uh, so uh, I, I hear you. I, reasonable minds can differ, um, but I would prefer you not make grand sweeping statements that try to draw in others into your into their scope. Tim says the missing context in that these are experts in making sure that they keep the personal grift going. See, I never like the personal grift kind of 
attack pattern as someone that's reading a super chat on YouTube right now. Uh, but looking at this, I think that part of the subtext of that open letter is that we're we're upset that people are coming after us because we well, defended I've, Amber Heard throughout the process. I think it's a setup for a request for amicus. They, they want to have an amicus brief in the appeal? I think it's a setup for it. They're no. trying to say they're trying to they're trying to assert their bases, court of appeals, and they're they're giving it enough time. If the brief is due on Wednesday, let's say they have this thing drafted and ready to go, they file their request today or Monday. I'll talk about it later tonight. Sounds good. No, I, I would expect one. I would I, I, I would expect an amicus yeah. from these. Doesn't guys. mean anything. It's up to the court what it means. Uh, Britt says, if you're going to use baseball terms, let's frame it correctly. They tried to make a bunt into a triple without errors. No one is that fast. <laughs> That's pretty like good, as, Britt. I, I like it as swinging at the pitch. It's not quite a bunt, but it has the effect where you bounce it right in front of the home plate, and then you're, you're just trying to get uh, you're trying to get three bases out of it. Uh, but yeah, I hear you, Britt. Absolutely. Against the tie, just in case, swear jar fun for either of you. Oh yeah, thank you. All right, thank you get you, a, you get a freebie it. now, Rob. I did. No, I dipped into it. I, you already did I, it. We get another one. Uh, Tim says articles like this prove how critical broadcasting trials publicly is. When the public is armed with knowledge of what actually happened, we have the power to counteract garbage journalism like this, uh, like the New York Times article in particular. Yes. Well, that was a big thing that I've noted. I, I've never been, you know, I'm not a litigator. I have never been too cognizant of this issue until about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. <laughs> it's November 2022. And I was watching headlines that just were wildly different from what I was seeing uh, my colleagues on YouTube talk about. And uh, that got me invested in this kind of thing. And it got me, uh, you know, working with uh, other YouTubers and, and discussing these kinds of things. And then ultimately when it led to headlines, because that disconnect was always what I was most interested in. Uh, I talk about it a lot, but as, as a corporate guy, I'm working with messaging. I'm working with getting mm -hmm. statements out and things like that. And, um, it was wild how different it was. And you could actually see in real time while we were watching Deb V. Heard, you know, it, and the New York Post was my favorite one in the first couple of days. We would watch the testimony. We'd be doing the post show. And then the New York Post article would come out. And it was basically the opposite of what we had just seen. And it's like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. And that led to Hangouts and Headlines, which was originally just called Headlines before I realized we'd be doing so much hanging out. Uh, and discussing the ridiculousness of all these media pushes. It's it's wild. And I couldn't agree more. I, I don't like transparency sometimes for what the grandstanding is from the judges or the justices or the lawyers. But I think it's so important to actually have that kind of countervailing consideration against what some guy wants to write in the New York Times about what we just saw. I, I just think it's that important. <laughs> that, Sarah, isn't a better actor Face palm emoji, outing her bias there. I, I think Ao is a man. Ao is a man, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I fair. I think Ao is a man, but yeah, I, it, it is interesting when you go with that paragraph. You, you do have it's not important, but it is like okay, guys, we you know, don't. You can believe Amber Heard. You don't have to go start, start trying to gaslight me on their acting abilities. And right? that was what's funny. You're still in the early stage of the article where the author's still trying to gain credibility, and you're yeah. like, huh. Huh. Yeah, you just you just gotta you just gotta put it away. That's why I highlighted it. It was like, um, I mean, that's a choice. <laughs> that's a hill to stand on if you want. Guess to. the sentence stops reading. <laughs> I, you know, if you want me to question your judgment, that's fine. I'm questioning it. Uh, Diana, this is why the live stream of the trial was important. Couldn't agree more. 
Couldn't agree more. Transparency is so important on this stuff. Thank you for the super chat. My baffled brain, it blew up so big because the world had to reckon with being lied to for six years. Her story and presentation was so audacious, it led to our incredulous reaction. I think that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. It was so over the top. It was so dramatized um, that I couldn't believe what I was seeing for it didn't hours in that testimony. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay. I, if you go and you look at the tapes on Alita's channel on Legal Bites, you can go see at the at the break when the pro, when the prosecution when the dep team ends um, that I say, well, I think they presented as well as they could, but I'm interested in seeing what the herd team says because there's still plenty of, I think there's still plenty of places where that that could be a winner. And then they start with their psychologist who only uses male terms to define to 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 gender bad acts, mm -hmm. and then you get Amber Heard's testimony, and it's like, oh my goodness, oh yeah. my goodness. Tim says, I suspect a lot of the continuance of things like this open letter is to continue driving contributions to certain organizations who can't survive without a particular narrative being out in public. Well, I mean, I do think a lot of those institutions we saw were nonprofits that depend on grants. We're entering the holiday season. This is where a lot of people do their granting, um, do a lot of their gift giving. Uh, but I don't, this is a polarizing topic. So I'm a little bit reluctant to say this is just a donor grab. Uh, because I, you see here, even in our chat, that uh, a lot of people that consider themselves feminists might otherwise be donors to some of those organizations. Don't love their, don't love their endorsement of a message like the one we just read. I wish but they would pick an Erica Patterson. I don't know that who one. Was that was the that was the girlfriend of of Darrell Brooks. And okay, when yeah. and when the judge read the the phone calls that he was making to her and the the testimony that she gave, I wish they would pick someone like her, like pick her. It you want to go like out and support of, somebody? Pick her. I, I, I'm, I'm fully willing to acknowledge there's a lot of problems in, in the world and in the country. I am, I am sure there is a very sympathetic person to pick somewhere. I, I think that they want the star credibility of Amber Heard uh, and, and the SEO. I, I'm not trying to be too cynical on this. I know. But, like, you put Amber Heard in, you get this coverage. You put, what was the name, Erica Patterson? Erica Patterson. Yeah. You're not getting that's, the coverage. That's the thing. Like you, but you, but you put Brooks, if you put Brooks in it, maybe you Darryl get the Brooks coverage. Yeah. Pick, pick his name, pick that one, go there, get that SEO, you know, f uh, pick a better one. Just do better. This is why headlines exist folks is because we can see the media nexus interaction between how these stories get actually, actually put forth. And it's somewhat saddening sometimes, but it's still casual Friday. It's still casual. Thomas Hogue, Papa Hogue. Hey, Dad. How you doing this morning? Ridiculous, says Dad. Never never stopping with the fire. If he sends a super chat, Papa Hogue's coming in like a dragon. Just the next step in trying to create a world based on your truth rather than objective fact. <laughs> Plenty of penalties exist today for frivolous defamation suits. Facts matter. I think Dad's main point here is exactly right, which is that we have checks and balances in place for being ridiculous with a defamation suit including slap stuff. Uh, you know, they were in Virginia. They have anti-slap laws. They Amber Heard tried to run those out, if I mm -hmm. recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, so we do have protections in place. It doesn't mean they're perfect. No system is perfect. Uh, but by the time you're winning a case at a unanimous jury level with everything that people actually got to see with their own lying eyes, you have to really question whether that's a misuse of the judicial system. Britt says, Hogue, let's flip the genders. I agree. What about a director starting an affair with a star on the set of the movie they are making? That is a bad power dynamic for the star. However, what if that director is Olivia Wilde? Oh, oh, oh. 
I wish I had half the wit of chat. Like when I was in court, I made this comment like, I wish I had chat feeding me comments that I should drop as one-liners in court. You just yeah, you need like the old Google glasses. You just need to be be seeing like oh. a chat commentary on your performance. Just be oh. like, just uh, just put these in here uh, so I can uh, I can use them. Yeah, well, I mean, oh God, you you're gonna just get into politics and things. You drag into all of these like articles about like predator teachers and whether the gender matters as to how those treated, and I can promise you that it does. Uh, when you're reading those articles, when you get into the situation with Olivia Wilde, it's just kind of accepted and laughed at, right? In that particular circumstance. I can't even remember the name of the dumb movie on Hulu that it is. I, it's, it's like, thank you for not breaking. I, I can't remember. It's some phrase. Uh, and the situation uh, there. And you're right. Um, that power dynamic exists either way. It, it, this is where you get into weird situations where if you demand that everything is just related to like position or money or things like that, you have to start making exceptions for things that you don't think are actually a problem. Uh, it's, it's, as Rob says, it's, it's the facts of the partnership in question is always going to matter. Uh, and so you can't make these grandiose proclamations. And I know journalists like to make grandiose proclamations, uh, but it's just not appropriate for this kind of topic. Well, journalists are our betters. They're, well, there are betters. They are there are betters. They are the better part of society, Rick. They just we should aspire to think like they do. Did you see the tweet from Taylor Lorenz yesterday about citizen no. journalists? Uh, see, now no. I'm going to bring this up in the background because you, you want to know what's you want to know funny about the citizen journalist stuff. Uh, Elon Musk, for all love him or hate him, there was one thing he's been tweeting about that's been relatively accurate. The FTX reporting is yeah. on Twitter is about four days ahead of mainstream media. I was reporting things on Friday last week that has just hit mainstream media as of Wednesday. That is that is <laughs> shocking. And it's like, you know, huh? It got that. How how could was it was the Times right that went out with that crazy puff piece? Oh my god! Yeah, it I, was it, wild. And then Vox got something right. I couldn't believe it. What did Vox say? Vox came out with the DMs and he came out and they outed, they outed SBF with all the DM threads back and forth and how his, where is, where is his moral boundaries? Well, if it, if it does a good thing, then that's where my moral boundary exists. Oh, huh? look at this. I can't even, I can't even Taylor, Taylor, you gotta, you gotta keep the, for posterity. You can't, you can't do this to me. This is why I get in trouble, Rob. See, I, I try to, I, oh. I screenshot tweets and I use them. And uh, and then people get mad at me because I'm not retweeting. I say, okay, I'll quote tweet you. I'll quote tweet you. Look, I start with Taylor's right. Now, if I'm remembering the exact specifics of this tweet, it was Taylor saying that anybody that's, that talks about citizen journalism uh, doesn't have one inkling or understanding of the media landscape um, oh, and, needs to, so and needs to get out or whatever whatever that is. And uh, so I, I go out there and say, Taylor's right. Hey, journalists are people. And, and I don't just say that journalists are wrong. I, I, I say this a lot in headlines, but some people come in here and think, oh, I'm looking at this as somebody that thinks journalism must die. I, I think journalism is really important. I think they can do better. This is a this is a kind of, hey, let's let's do this better. I think Taylor could be better. I think Kat can be better. I think all these people that do this stuff can be better. Uh, but now you, know, you deleted it. It's just sad. It didn't even last a day. <sighs> all right. Well, it was a good try by me. But Taylor deleted. If anyone screenshotted it, DM it to me. Yeah, DM it to Rob if you saw it, uh, or if somebody can copy it. Uh, all right, we got a few more. Bloody Vanessa. This fact of the matter is the defamation case was an uphill battle for Johnny Depp, even with the facts on his side. Oh, I told you flat out, I thought he'd lose. Just looking at the pretrial stuff, she lost the case for herself with her embellishments, lies, and the countersuit. 
yeah, yeah. Give him a lot of openings to to question her. I agree, I agree, bloody Vanessa. Giggle in South Carolina. Need an excuse me, Johnny one open letter. <laughs> Who would that be written by? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> That Sarah, as a feminist, the only good thing about that letter is it lets me know which feminist women's organizations to never ever donate to. Cursing angry emoji and a spicy pepper. Uh, yeah, I think you can use that that way as well. Sometimes if there's something that I really don't like and there's commercial interest involved, I, I make a list and say, okay, nope, you're out. <laughs> Stargazer Dragons, my son's ex-wife abused him. No one would believe him, including professionals before Johnny Depp. I'm so grateful for his courage to stand up and speak. Fantastic, Stargazer Dragons. I, I, every human being, regardless of gender, should be listened to, and if they make accusations, investigated, and and go forward and look for truth. Like that's just mm -hmm. the, that's just the reality. So thank you so much, Stargazer Dragons. I really appreciate. It. I did see some other super chats come in, uh, so just hang on one second, and then we'll get to Ms. Dauber. Um, thank you for bearing with me. First of all, uh, Chahalis, welcome to becoming a YouTube member. Enjoy those emojis. We've got more coming, more coming at emoji level. And then Inoiso with a ridiculously generous super chat. That is so, so thankful. Thank you so much. First time up early enough, Pacific time. Oh my God. Yeah. To catch the live wow. stream. Love your work, Hogue. Appreciate your cool headed approach. Best wishes to you and your family. That means a ton to me. Thank you so much for the generosity. I really, really, wonderful. really appreciate it. That is awesome. That's a wonderful message. Thank you. On behalf of Tim Riggs, I trust what I hear from the 58-year-old drunk at the dive bar at midnight on a particular topic more than I trust a published professional journalist. Oh, is it a specific particular topic? Is it starter Pokemon? The journalists have no idea what I'm talking about when I ask for your starter Pokemon. But mm. I hear you, Tim. I, I, I do hear you. There are good ones out there, I can promise you. I work with a lot of journalists. I give a lot of quotes. I, I'm whitelisting journalists. I'm blacklisting journalists that take my quotes out of context and do weird things with them. I, you know, I have lists. Uh, but there are people out there doing good work. And I don't want to just do what they do often, uh, the bad ones, which is put everybody under an umbrella. There are journalists that really do want to find the truth and really do want to report it that way. Um, Annabella, thank you for becoming a YouTube member. Very awesome. All right. Now, we're having a long casual Friday, Rob, so I hope you don't mind. But That's fine. we have got some tweets that I just know are going to make you super happy. Not Taylor's. Taylor's tweet is deleted. But let's talk about... Ms. Dauber, shall we? So we saw when we were looking at the letter, Ms. Dauber is one of to. those. <laughs> we'll, we'll go pretty quick through this. Uh, that uh, Ms. Dauber, if you don't know her, is a professor at Stanford Law School. Uh, and she was animated about how much the Johnny Depp verdict and trial offended her. Uh, if you didn't follow us, I think we were either on Emily D. Baker's stream or we were on a Friday Night Frenzy or somewhere else. We went through some of these tweets. Uh, and she was accusing folks of like Camille being skirts uh, and she would call oh, yeah. female attorneys skirts and they were, and the yep. men were hiding behind the femininity of the lawyers and that, that, and that Camille didn't know any better than to be taken over by the white patriarchy and whatnot. Yep. Uh, and, um, and that offended us. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. You can't go and try to be a defender of women and call yourself a feminist and then just say this other female, this woman, uh, has mm -hmm. made choices that you wouldn't make, and they're less than for that. Uh, and since then, she's kind of been on, I think, on all of our radars. And uh, Until she so blocked she, every single one of us. Yeah, well, except me. You're not blocked? <laughs> That's true. You're pulling this up. So I'm not blocked. 
Um, and uh, so there's just a couple of things I wanted to point out here. Just three, three or four tweets here from her because there's a kind of a kind of pattern here. So this is November 16th. Ooh. This is two days ago. She says there's a threat. Since 2016, when Amber Heard first sought a protective order with allegations of domestic abuse, she has been relentlessly harassed, mocked, and vilified for the profit of YouTube. Since Ooh. 2016, how much Amber Heard content was there between 2016 and 2022? I honestly don't know the answer to this question, but I don't recall seeing it. Tell Susan to stop it. So, so we could get into a whole kind of culture war discussion about cancellation and things like that. But what's important to note here is that this is a, this is a thread about getting YouTube to pull things off of, of their uh -huh. channel, of their platform. And then she says experts for Amber. So they're again, appeal to authority, appeal to authority, appeal to authority. And I stand with Amber Heard. She's been very specific about this the whole time. So this is, this isn't her changing her stripes. We don't have to accuse her of that, but she has these hashtags and almost all this stuff. The public shaming of Amber Heard took place on YouTube for profit, monetized quote-unquote creators. Are we not creating content? Do we get quotes? It's like freaking boozy quoting lawyers. <laughs> monetized creators launched misogynistic attacks on both Heard and her supporters, and Susan did nothing to stop it, despite pleas to stop the harm. Experts and I stand. Right. And I think that's actually the whole thread. That's actually just two tweets. You don't really need the thread designation uh, there. But she's credit. starting with this. And the reason I highlighted this is she's asking for the platforms to act on this stuff. Right. Then we get into their putting up their open letter and big tech platforms like Meta profited from the vicious online harassment of Amber Heard and her supporters. Now they are literally silencing the organized women's movement from responding. So it's not just experts, it's the whole movement. So all the organized women's movements are with her on the open letter. And what happened? We happens, are all women. What all of us. I represent all women. <laughs> what happened here, folks, is uh, that Instagram, which is a Facebook company, that's why she's calling out Meta, um, in uh, had a uh, a post about the open letter that got pulled down, and what they're claiming to be a kind of um, organized attack, uh, flagging kind of event on Instagram. I don't know whether that's the truth or not. I don't get to see behind uh, uh, everything that's happening here, but they're complaining about that. So one, I wanted I wanted to juxtapose this because it's always cancellation until it happens to you. And oh, and then I deleted one of the tweets. Oops. Uh, and then we get uh, in the same day to the depth trolls who are harassing and attacking the signers of our letter for Amber. It's too late. You have lost. Feminists know how to fight back. And we did. How does it feel to lose what? to women? Bad, I hope. Cry more incels. This is a Stanford law professor, by the way. Stanford law professor. Are you a child? Not like, only are you a child, you're standing against harassment. You're just like you're you're literally cry more like what is wrong with you? Your whole Can message we, is sweetheart, you need help. You need help. So much help you need. This is this is from the boozy school of Twittering. Be against harassment by ending your tweets with cry more incels. Just, but, just, but, you know, do you end a brief that way when you when you argue in front of the appellate court? Like, do you tell the justices like or the, the Sixth Circuit got it wrong? Cry more incels. Like, like, is that how you end your brief? I don't think she's barred. I don't think she is barred in any jurisdiction. 
I think she's just a professor. I, I I could be wrong there. I believe when we looked at this last, I don't I don't think she has. Uh, yeah, I, I think she's just a professor of law. I think she does have a JD, but I don't think she's a I don't think she's barred as an attorney. Um. So yeah, I mean, this pretty much speaks for itself here. <clears throat> but this is the kind of thing that comes out, and I think it's really a poor representation. Even if you wanted to say, hey, that open letter makes some good points, I think that's totally fine. Um, but it's this kind of thing that devolves into harassment in and of itself and attacks where we get into problems uh, because this is clearly, you know, trying to say everybody that's against me is an incel. Everybody that's against me uh, doesn't realize how feminists know how to fight back. And then we get into definitional problems, right? What does harassing and attacking look like? Am I allowed to make this video and say, here, I went through every paragraph. I went through every sentence. I had issues with certain of them. I talked about them logically. I still, you know, I'm entirely in favor of your right to speak your mind on these things. Uh, but is that an harassment? Is that an attack? I don't know. Is mentioning your tweets on this video, is that a harassment attack to I, you? I, I think that this worst. is an important part of the kind of uh, engagement of ideas, but maybe you do. Or, yeah. you know, go F yourself, Miss Dauber finishes off with on this Twitter thread um, with, uh, <sighs> with a song from The Chicks, which... Is that the Dixie Chicks? That looks like the Dixie Chicks. Did they change their name? I'm sorry. All right. My Earl. Yeah. The, yeah. Just. Just. Yeah. I don't know. Goodbye, then, Earl. Is that a song I, about? I, I don't know. I don't know. I imagine that Michelle Dauber has a tweet in somewhere in her tweet Twitter history because she can't shut her mouth ever, ever, ever. I, and this is uh, about Rihanna. I imagine she probably calls Rihanna out and says nasty things about Rihanna. I don't know. Isn't Rihanna. Doesn't she identify as female? Like the whole, hmm. I, I honestly don't know. I So there, here's the thing. She's a prolific Twitter user, right? Uh, and uh, I pulled out just a couple. Honestly, in the last three days alone, you could have pulled out about 20. I didn't want to spend all of our time here talking about Michelle. But I also wanted to point out uh, that, you know, you've got uh, that umbrella guy who's not a fan of virtual legality or the Hoag Law YouTube channel, but that's fine. Going out there with a thing about Amber Heard's appeal and uh, Ms. Dauber's response to this, again, after complaining about getting pulled down from Meta and things like that, is when are you going to pull the plug on this disinformation and harassment grifter? When did right? she tweet this? Uh, when is this? Uh, yeah. This is this is November sixteenth. That's again, I don't accurate I, given the date of the open uh, the open letter. I would yeah. say the open letter is PR. Yeah, I mean it's all. It's, would, it, yeah, it's definitely PR. Well, you know, I, I did think of one positive. You know, the one positive thing that came with this? If there's an amicus that's filed in behalf of Amber Heard, it will not be written by Michelle Dauber. No. Because she's I, not barred. Right. No, I, well, I mean, you don't have to be barred to be an amicus, right? You can be the onion. And to write, write the brief. brief. To write the brief, you have to be an attorney. Is that right? To file it. See, this is I, the things I don't know about litigation. <laughs> <laughs> which leads, of course, speaking of PR, to exactly what you want when you write an open letter like that one, which is coverage in a lot of major outlets. Now, I picked NBC because this is how it came to my attention. Uh, and also because we've had Twitter interactions and conversations with Ms. Kat Tadmarge. Hi, Kat. Who's, who's also not a fan of the Hoglaw YouTube channel. Ooh. So she has something in common with the, that umbrella guy. I don't mm -hmm. know if she knows that. National feminist organizations break their silence on Amber Heard in an open letter of support. I'm sorry. Has it struck you that in the last five months, there's been a lot of silence on Amber Heard? I, I don't, it doesn't strike me that way. So, okay, they break their silence maybe as a collective. I don't know. The letter denounces the rising misuse of defamation lawsuits to silence people who report domestic 
and sexual abuse. Now, that actually is a little extra in the subheading if we go back to the letter. It talks about misuse separate from that. But that's fine. That's fine. Uh, more than 130 people. I understand from Ms. Dauber that it's more than 200 now, uh, including Gloria Steinem and organizations in the field of women's rights advocacy uh, and the Mary Sue blog, uh, has signed this particular letter. And then you got, you got a weird flex here from NBC, just as long as we're talking about headlines. The letter, which was exclusively shared with NBC News ahead of its public release. Oh, cat. <laughs> oh, honey, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Now, wait a minute. Hmm. It's an open letter. And yes, they want to get positive coverage. Uh, but uh, why? And maybe why it, maybe, it, maybe it suggests a certain motivation by a certain NBC writer who might have been involved in, the, in any of the background of the letter. That doesn't mean what you think it means, my dear. Why, why would you do this? It was written by a group of people who identify as domestic violence survivors and supporters of herd. This is a terrible English sentence for what we actually see are the signatories, right? You've got signatories here that name themselves author. You've got signatories here that simply name themselves as feminist. Uh, you, you can't actually say that there's any specific link here other than that they support Amber Heard, which is fine. Wait. But you go out here and say that it's domestic violence survivors and supporters. I, I understand that these are probably you, two different groups. Can you do a control F? Can I hit control F? Yeah. What do you mean? On, the, on the open letter. On on which? For what one? On the, the, the open letter. Search for search for that line, the domestic violence survivor, and see if it see if it pops up anywhere in the letter or signatories. No, I think it just uses survivor. We got six domestic violences. Uh, there's just the reference to the disinformation. Uh, there's a center. Against, there's a center. Against, there's a center. There's a against, center. Against. Yeah. So huh. it's just it's just this one reference here. Uh, the social media environment uh, where allegations were mocked is the only is the only specific reference. There's a reference to Amber Heard as a survivor by subtext, and they don't claim this. This is this is NBC's ball that they missed, not the not the open letter. They don't oh, claim that they're survivors. They claim that they are uh, professionals in the fields of intimate partner and sexual violence, which many of them are not. I mean, we do have blogs and things, uh, but many of them are. And then NBC goes out there with identify as domestic violence survivors and supporters of her. I'm sure one of those groups has that kind of designation of some kind, like a like a survivor support group would be my guess. But it's still just a bad way to write about what is a fairly... Um, I don't know, diverse set of voices. Like it seems to me like if you want to if you want to talk about this, you would mention from all walks of life, right? Feminists of all of all stripes, people that write blogs, people that do, uh, you know, the 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 Planned Parenthoods of the world, nows, the Mrs. That you could you could talk about it that way. I don't actually think outside of just being supporters of herd, which is obvious from the context, it's actually very useful. So I did highlight it because it's like it's not the most important thing in the world, but this paragraph is dumb. It's just dumb. Exclusively shared with NBC. Okay. Now, they, they summarize the letter a little bit. They have to add what is obligatory, right? You're not allowed to talk about the Washington Post op-ed unless you mention it. And they didn't mention Depp. <laughs> During the trial, she testified in graphic terms about a sexual assault she alleged, as well as allegations of incidents of physical abuse. See, the lawyers came in here. I don't know that the sentence go. always read precisely this way. The lawyers came in here and said, uh, so those are allegations. And specifically, there's a court case here that said, suggests those allegations are lies or fabrications. So be careful. <laughs> the jury's decision was a legal vindication for Depp. We also have to reference the United Kingdom lawsuit. Which oh, remember, go that one, yeah. 
which remember took as important the notion that she pledged the money away, which she did not. Well, if she didn't donate it, at least she might have pledged it. Uh, and then many who spoke out in support of her, including the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, were met with ferocious backlash from Depp supporters online. I always wonder here, how do you figure out someone's a Depp supporter, right? Are you a Depp supporter if you think Amber Heard lied? Because I don't feel like a Depp supporter. I just think she lied. And while I wouldn't probably meet anybody with ferocious backlash, I do think that there's a certain squishiness to the definition. Somebody at, at one of these groups could feel that this video is ferocious backlash, uh, even though we talk about Pokemon for the first 10 minutes. True. But I think that they I, I think that they can definitionally say that kind of thing. And you have this. This is the this is one of the big sleights of hand we've now seen in however many articles we've covered in this space, 30, 40, which is that if you're out there suggesting that Amber Heard was lying or that the verdict was legitimate or these various things, or that if you continue to support Amber Heard after this whole process, you maybe should rethink your life, that that is a depth supporter. And I think what you're seeing in the chat and elsewise, is like some of these folks really need to be told, hey, if you sign your name to these kinds of things, I watched the trial. I'm really going to have to think about whether I think you're exercising good judgment, not just over your own mission, but over my money, just judgment in general. When you mm -hmm. go out there and make these kinds of decisions. A now, here's, a, here's an interesting note. That oh, I love this one. A spokesperson for the group behind the letter who asked to remain anonymous. It's an open letter. Mm -hmm. Because of Your the names are signed to it. Yeah, the names are signed. But essentially, the person that started it isn't admitting it. Give or take. I mean, like, that's what's happening here. We assume that the person that organized it is a signatory. I can't imagine they're not. They don't want to admit to it. And why? Because of the online harassment she has faced for posting in support of her, which is interesting because that is entirely supportive of the message of the letter that they just made. Okay. Right. So that's a good story. Uh, but who knows? Well, that, who knows? One that one sentence. If you are a spokesperson for a group of individuals who have openly signed their names to a letter, the group of individuals, the 130 that openly signed their names, have nominated you and selected you as their spokesperson. You are one of the named. You have been chosen by all of the named to speak for the named. Wish to remain anonymous because of her. Like I, and then you also identify that it's a female, not a group. I, uh, hmm. Yes, they do. Kat does do that. She has faced for posting in support of her. Said she believes that after the trial, individuals were afraid to speak out because they saw what was happening to the few who had. After the trial is a very specific point in time, Right. I, I think that I personally would question your judgment if you spoke out in favor of what Amber Heard said at the trial or what she did in the aftermath of the trial and, and some of the statements that came out in interviews and things. Uh, so, yes, I, I think that if you speak out on her behalf in that circumstance, it is fair to judge you uh, and to look at whether or not that's a good idea. But they don't. Right. Because they're, they're sure of themselves in the truth that they have. Kathy Spillar, the executive director of the Feminist Majority Foundation, said her organization signed the letter after it observed what she called a growing backlash against women who speak out against perpetrators of sexual assault, domestic violence, and intimate partner violence. So what you've got here, and this is in the open letter, is at least uh, some of these people feeling like there is a push to not have uh, or, or for women to keep their keep their stories down after Amber Heard got eviscerated in court. And I don't I don't know. I'm sure that there's a case of that somewhere. Uh, part of that, as Rob has pointed out, that I've pointed out here, is because the media keeps telling them that that's the case, right? This open letter tells them that this is the case. NBC News tells them that this is the case, that the system is broken and there's no point in bringing your story. And it's why Rob goes out there so often uh, and says that's BS. Um, but 
I, I can't speak to any specifics. Neither can Kathy Spillar. You don't see specifics in this article. You to don't, the odd, yeah. Sorry, to the odd opportunity that Kat Tenbarch is or ever will watch this or see a clip from this, the number of people that I have had come out to me personally who have said, thank you for telling me that I am not lost because I was not going to report this until I did, and now I have a protective order. The number of people who have come to me in my DMs thanking me for that part of the message who are now protected by the legal system that you taught them to fear, shame on you. Shame on you. It is in the dozens, which is more than we would have been protected had you not, had you, had they not heard someone coming out and saying that. Yeah, I think that's good to hear. Uh, you know, nobody's calling me don't because I can't help you very much. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate those kinds of contexts, uh, Rob, because I, I love to hear that. I, God, everybody that faces abuse or, or, or a situation like it needs to be able to speak up. I, we're not disagreeing here. I, it, Amber Heard is a bad a horse to hitch your rat wagon to on this stuff. Um, it really is. Uh, Christian F. Nunes, the national president of the National Organization for Women, we saw both the uh, national organization and the Virginia chapter sign the letter, said she hopes the letter is a reminder that the court system should never be used to strong arm victims to recant statements about their abuse. We cannot silence victims by using courts and lawsuits as a way to re-traumatize them. Because this is what's happening. She said she hoped the letter raises awareness of new tactics some abusers use against their victims, such as social media campaigns. And again, this is the weirdest thing. Because you don't actually see the sentence that you would expect about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. They are just using it as a brand. They, they aren't committing specifically to Amber Heard here. It's, it's obvious in all of the subtext. They're trying to use it to talk about other things on the basis of, of suggesting that this happened to Amber Heard when it doesn't appear to be the case. And they're not really going that far as to suggest that it was. It's, it's kind of cynical uh, and, and cynically minded if you, really, if you really think about it. Since the trial, there has been more public support for Heard on social media. This is shrimp fried rice, folks. If you want to hashtag shrimp fried rice, this is the Cat Ten Barge article that led to shrimp fried rice, which is talking about how herd support is at all time highs online, uh, and because of trends that were basically started by her group and her friends. And I said, well, it doesn't take a lot to get a trending tag on Twitter. Maybe not at, at today. Everybody's apparently left, according to their morning tweets. Now they'll have afternoon tweets when they come up. But if you want to hashtag shrimp fried rice and put that out there. That's what that means. I put a thread out that said, you can get anything trending. If I wanted to trend shrimp fried rice, we could probably get it going. That's what this is talking about. There's no evidence of this at all, uh, but she likes to use it in her paragraphs. She and other anonymous herd supporters had been working to combat disinformation for months when they joined the, for, the, uh, for the open letter initiative. When they joined for the initiative? Eh, verbs, right? <laughs> Experts said they had a unanimous message they hoped to send to survivors who read the letter. It is also a way to speak to all survivors and tell them you are not alone, which I don't know, seems to have the opposite effect. That's, the system that, is broken. You, you're doing the thing. You're, you're doing the thing that you're telling us not to do. And you're, you're just, you're just stop. Like this is, this is how clear that these are people speaking from their ivory towers because People on the ground that are actually handling this stuff are saying, stop doing this. Stop. You are having real life impact and it's doing the thing that you're not intending it to do. Well, and to me, it makes this even worse, right? If you're focused like a laser beam on mm -hmm. women 
specifically women here, that are abused need to be able to speak up, which I entirely agree with. Why in the living hell are you dragging in the vilification of those who voice support for her? They don't matter in that equation. That's you. You want that. You are making your voice, you are putting yourself ahead of them. That is what you're doing right now. So Kat Tenbarge, that was a self-aggrandizing article that did nothing but scare more women away from actually reporting incidents that they have been through. You want to talk about someone who needed support? Erica Patterson. System failed her. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we can get the system fixed so someone like Darrell Brooks never has an interaction with her after that protective order is entered. We can talk about that. Let's have that conversation. It's just wild. I, it, it is It is just wild. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't advocate for change in the judicial system and see things that are fixable that can be fixed. They are. Uh, they're, they're plenty. Um, and, and I'm even willing to go so far as that somebody somewhere is probably going to make a stupid defamation suit for something that uh, he or she really did. And we could have that as a jumping off point for that conversation. Uh, and, and whether or not we've got enough protections for anti-slap or whether we've got enough protections uh, for frivolous defamation suits and have that conversation there. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is a terrible mechanism to, to use to get that message out there. It is a terrible mechanism because uh, people that had no skin in the game, like me, honestly, really, I like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, that's it. <laughs> uh, looked at this issue and said, oh my goodness, that is that is not, that is not yeah. who you want to hang your reputation on. Uh, and to go out there like this is, uh, is I think harmful to your mission. And I think, mm-hmm. I think your missions are important. I think there are a, a lot of women that could use your help. Uh, and I, I hate to see that uh, get scuttled for, you know, Amber Heard of all people. What are you doing? What are you doing? Annabelle, thank you for becoming a YouTube member. I really appreciate it. We're wrapping up Hangouts and Headlines here as we we come in at the, almost the two-hour mark. I really appreciate it, Rob. Francie Luhu, the last straw for me was all these feminists turning on Rihanna, of all people, for including JD in her fashion show. Oh, I did see those articles. So much respect for her including him, assumed solidarity, and not acknowledging the vitriol aimed at her. I did see those articles, right? She invited Johnny Depp. Uh, he, and he there did, was some real animosity. Yeah. yeah. Tim Riggs, Amber Heard republishing articles that were ghostwritten for her with allegations she couldn't back up is free speech. Mocking and publicly shaming that person when they lose is harassment. Memoji. Ah, yes, I see we're using the open letters uh, didactic there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fair point, Tim. It's a fair point. Luna, what is your pretrial take on Courtney Clenny? I know nothing about it. Rob, I know nothing about that. I, I know that, that Alita has been covering it. I know okay. that uh, Peter Tragos has been covering it. I know that – I don't think Emily's taking a look at it yet. Okay. Um, I don't even I know, know what type of case a, this is. What is what, do we know what type of case it is? This was the, this was the uh, OnlyFans individual who uh, – knifey thing to the chest of the boyfriend and then wow. had said that she had thrown the knife from 10 feet away, which doesn't make sense because it penetrated like in – and killed him 10 feet away if you're knife throwing yeah i had no yeah. idea so yeah. i don't have a lawyer you know pay. yeah lawyer you know legal bites check those channels out they have been covering those sorry rick no not at all lawyer you know and legal bites go go see what they've got on that i had never heard of that one like i said i know we're covering Depp and heard here not actually covering a lot of trials in virtual legality space uh but i do appreciate it absolutely katie says tell me his soccer basketball and football are in a purse without telling me uh, laughing emojis, Katie. Huh? Always balls. Got it. Thanks, Katie. Wow. What happens when you read out the emoji? <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's, there's your clippable Rick moment from hey, Casual good morning, Friday. Everybody. 
Good morning, everybody. Hey, I, I labeled yesterday's Harvard and Yale Law take their uh, take their balls and go home. <laughs> I just I just loved it. Oh God. Hey, that's 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 the kind of experience you can get on Hangouts and Headlines, folks. Francie Luhu, where is the outrage or at the vitriol aimed at Rihanna, a real survivor from all these people? This open letter in the wake of that offends me. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, they pick and choose. They pick and choose. Uh, Katie, sorry, read that as Michael Lol. That, oh, as as Michelle Dauber. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Michelle Dauber writes the tweets. A.O. Scott, it, uh, it writes uh, the New York Times article. No, got it. Got it. Tim Riggs, I shouldn't spend any more on Super Chats. Yes, please don't, Tim. We love you all. You don't need to Super Chat. But I will once more to say that the Hoglaw chat is fantastic. Really like this community. Thank you, chat, for being awesome. That is all on you. Thank you very much for the mods, for keeping it that way, keeping it awesome. Uh, I really appreciate having a place where you can have reasonable minds differ on these things and have really good conversations about them. I, I really, really appreciate it. And that's all you guys. Just Sarah, during the trial, JD resembled my abuser so much I could not look at him at times and I still couldn't believe Amber Heard. But I'm just a JD stan, I guess. And that must have been tough, Just Sarah. That must have been tough. And I, yeah, I, I I can only go with my personal experience watching the trial. I say, yeah, I think I think it was decided correctly. I mean, I, I don't think Adam Waldman... <laughs> I don't think Johnny Depp should be responsible for Adam Waldman's puffery to uh, to various British newspapers, but I think the rest of it was decided correctly. Yeah, here's the problem. At the close of Johnny Depp's case in chief, I think he had a 70-30 chance of losing, at least 80-20 chance of losing. Because at the close of his case in chief, before Amber Heard testified, Rick and I, I had a very similar reaction. What you heard and what you saw is not appropriate to use in a relationship. Then Amber Heard testified. And then I was like, wait a minute, the thing you said was the thing was not the thing you said was the thing. Yeah, just wildly inconsistent across the board, um, and uh, that that really came out. Uh, I think I think in the trial. I mean, there was so much stuff in the trial. It was a crazy trial. It really was. And uh, yeah, I'm never going to tell anybody they can't have their own opinion on this stuff. But if you're going to go make a political movement out of it, uh, we're going to talk about it in places like this on Hangouts and Headlines. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Almost 1,500 of you, more than 1,500 of you. Early on, on a Friday, with us all, when you could be playing Pokemon, maybe you're playing Pokemon right now while you watch us, Rob, you hung out with us for two hours today. I am really, really appreciative of that. I know you're talking about FTX on Friday Night Frenzy tonight. What else are you talking about? We're going to give spicy comments to the open letter. (laughs) Did you like Hangouts and Headlines? Do you want to hear Rob cover it uh, in full Friday Night Frenzy form? Well, then you're going to have some luck tonight. Uh, Because Rob and friends are going to go over it, probably even spicier than we did here. Might need Uh, to wait for the two-hour mark to to hit the language I really want to hit. Okay. Yes. Get get out from under the bots, uh, and then you can talk how you like to talk. Uh, Also, tomorrow, we have that finale episode of Lawyers and Dragons, and I will tell you that David has gotten me the link. Uh, We're going to be doing a Talking Dragons post-show immediately after the finale to talk about some of the secrets and behind-the-scenes uh, and which two Lawyers and Dragons participants actually really hate each other. No, I'm just, just VH1. <laughs> just VH1 behind the music type stuff. Uh, but that's actually going to be at Prototopics that David uh, is going to have us all over there. I'm going to try to set up a redirect from the finale. So it hopefully it'll be pretty smooth uh, transitioning over there. But we're going to be talking about everything from the season uh, and having a grand old time. So if you like Lawyers and Dragons, check it out tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be great. And then like I did say at the top of this video, Going to be taking Thursday and Friday off next week of Hangouts and Headlines. So an extended Thanksgiving break, American Thanksgiving break. Sorry, my Canadian friends. Uh, And uh, that's going to be the schedule for next week. But everyone else, I hope you have a fantastic Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you 
at Lawyers and Dragons. But if I don't, I look forward to seeing you at Hangouts and Headlines next week. Have a great one, everybody.